We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, loudmouthers, and welcome back to today's episode, this week's episode. Um, My name is Madison Hadler, and I'm your host here at Loudmouth Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing okay. Before I even get into introducing this episode, I just want to say a few things really, really quickly. So if you guys are at all on social media or the internet or read the news, watch the news, um, you probably heard about the most recent murder of an innocent black man. There's just no other way to say it. Um, Dante Wright. And Dante Wright was an innocent black man that was shot and killed by the police in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota on last Saturday, or sorry, Sunday afternoon. He was only 20 years, 20 years old and the father of a one-year-old child, and he was unarmed. What makes this even worse is that it's during the, the Derek Chauvin case and trial, um, which also happened in Minnesota. And it's just crazy, our world. And so I wanted to take a few minutes before my episode today to just list some resources for you guys to help and, yeah, just help and try and make the world a better place and hopefully abolish the police sometime soon. Um, Dante Wright was pulled over for having a traffic violation, which was an air fresher in his rearview mirror, and the police determined that he had an outstanding warrant. They tried to arrest him, but the police said he re-entered his vehicle. According to the police statement, one officer just charged their firearm to striking Dante, and the vehicle traveled several blocks before striking another vehicle. Um... What the cop said was that she was trying, she thought she had her taser and she accidentally pulled a gun, which whatever you have to say about that is whatever. But in my eyes, that just doesn't seem at all like a viable reason or something that you should, one, admit when you're a veteran cop, because one, that's fucked up. You should probably know the difference between your taser and your gun. But on another case, a warrant should never, ever equal a death sentence and that's something that this world apparently just thinks is okay that you know what they were criminals so they deserve to die and that's just not true especially in a country of systemic racism and of unfair justice systems that is never an okay statement to make um what makes me so angry about this case even more angry than probably anything else is that They left him in the street for six hours. And it's just the inhumanity of that, honestly, is what gets me. And 
I know that I will never experience what black people in our country experience or never experience what Asian American people experience or any person of color, indigenous people, transgender people, like anything, any minority, I will never experience it on the level that they do. And so I just want to take a moment and use my privilege well, I will always take a moment and use my privilege, but especially my platform here, I just want to give you guys resources to help out. Um, I donated to the Bail Project the other day, but I know that there have been so many other organizations that are doing good work, especially in uh, Minnesota where it's happening, and um, especially with Dante Wright's uh, mother of his child. So I'm going to put all that in the, in the bio so that you guys can donate and read up and just learn and become more and more aware of the things that are happening in our country, especially white people listening to this. Please step up, use your privilege because this world is, it's scary being a woman and it's even scarier being a person of color because of the just systemic racism that sits in our country. So I just wanted to take a second and um, just make you all aware of that if you aren't aware and just kind of give you resources to go out because, and I'm not even claiming to do all this work. There's so many organizations that gather all the information. I'm so grateful for them. So I'll make sure to that to list that in the show notes. Um, now on to the episode a little bit. I wanted to make a few disclaimers before I start the episode. First of all, this episode is going to be about birth control, about sex education, and everything like that. So if any way you think that could trigger you, um, please, please be wary listening to this episode because it's a it's a heavy subject. And I, it's, Katie and I are definitely fun, and it's definitely a good ev- educational episode, and it's definitely lighthearted. But I just want to make anyone aware who feels uncomfortable listening to those kind of topics, please click out of this episode. I do not want to be the cause of any um, anxiety or anything like that. Um, Another disclaimer I want to make is that this was recorded on Zoom and we were having a lot of trouble with internet connection and things like that. So there are definitely parts. I tried to edit most of them out, but there are definitely parts where Katie kind of cuts up. So sorry about that in advance. It's definitely not unlistenable. It's very few and far between, but Just in case you hear it, I want to apologize. I really tried to cut it out as much as I can. And then another thing (laughs) is that this is so funny that I'm putting this episode out a day after the whole Johnson & Johnson blood clots thing came to be because a lot of people are bringing up, and if you don't know, Johnson & Johnson came out with a vaccine, a one-dose vaccine for COVID, and it came out yesterday that six people who had gotten the vaccine were experiencing or had to go to the hospital for blood clots and everyone obviously is freaking out I understand the nervousness around it and they took it off the market they kind of paused it and went to go research more which I think is a great great idea but I saw a lot of posts and there's been a lot of talk about how we're immediately pulling this but birth control which gives one in five women blood clots is has never been pulled off the market and the research around it is definitely few and far between so I think it's funny that I'm putting out this episode so I just wanted to kind of keep that in your guys's mind on the forefront of your mind as you listen to this because we talk about the adverse effect 
advert effects of birth control that people don't really bring up and it's just funny that that came to light just yesterday and how I'm putting this out this week so or today so that and then one last disclaimer I'm sorry I know this intro is long but one last disclaimer is that Katie and I are not scientists we are not your doctors and so take any advice that we give on your own accord and don't solely listen to us do your own research be your own advocate talk to your doctor um we just kind of tell our stories with birth control and how they're just we just want to educate we just want to talk about how there's so little research surrounding birth controls and things like that so that's what this episode is for and I hope that you guys get that from this and I hope that you guys enjoy so sorry for that long intro but enjoy this week's episode I'll talk to you guys in a little bit Okay, so first of all, introduce yourself, say who you are, whatnot, and then oh. we'll get into it. Well, yeah, I hope you use the five minutes of just nonsense, and then you're <laughs> like, who is this person? Is this? Um, <laughs> my name is Katie Jansen, which I don't know if anybody else has this weird trippy thing, but every time I say my name out loud, I convince myself that I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> you ever do that? Every time I say Katie, I'm like, well, that's not how people say Katie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, that's not right. That is not actually right. not true. <laughs> that's not right. Talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, I can't even say my name right. Um, so I work at Drury University, but I was a student at Drury with Madison. And so that's okay. how we met each other. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, we also went on alternative spring break together. Do you remember yeah. that? Sometimes I go through my uh, memories and I just find the video of you um, sitting over top of me, putting pasta in my mouth. Yeah. 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 That, so- yeah. That, that checks out. Uh, do I even remember that? No. Was this a completely sober trip? Yes. Yes. I, I just I just have like fun blackouts where I'm like, this is the most fun I've ever had. And the way we were also all so like, um, what's the word? Altitude sick. Yeah. Anyway, so that's and- kind of how we, we met. And then yes. I, I don't know, as far as like introductions, I am getting a master's right now. I am doing work. I'm living life. But the reason you asked me to say some words into, say some words into a microphone, <laughs> record some words, say some words here at your funeral um, <laughs> is because I have just like a raging issue with um, birth control. Miss birth control, miss yeah. birth control. Thank you. There's a sash. <laughs> I wave. There's no, no crown. I hate you. No one's a winner. Yeah. 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 Um, I just had a bad experience. I'm I don't like to have bad experiences alone is probably the main. I think you're the only one, honestly. Oh yeah. Nobody feels that way. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very unique. Um, so anytime I have a bad experience, I always want to find people that also had that. So I know I'm not crazy. Uh, and you, who, what's better than social media. So I, I think I put on my Instagram story, like I don't even remember why it started. I think, um, I I do know I birth control for me caused the most intense, gross acne and in a person that had like really never had Mm -hmm. acne issues. Um, and so I just wanted, honestly, you know, when you're on Instagram and you're like, I really want to post a picture of how good my skin looks today, but I needed to have more meaning than that. Yeah. 
you know, like just to be completely transparent, like I really wasn't like altruistic, like I'm going to talk to women. I really wanted to show how like the journey of my skin, but I needed an arc for it. Um, I don't know why, but I'm sure I need to unpack that with a professional. So um, I posted a picture of like what birth control did to my skin and where it is now. And then the outpouring of like, oh my God, me too. Oh my God, all these things. And I gained weight and blah, blah, blah. And I just like had to put it back out there because there were so many people that struggled with birth control. So anyway, that's kind of what kicked off our little conversation about how much we did it. So a couple, like when I first started this podcast, I did a couple episodes about birth control, just all the kinds of different forms of birth control Um, because there's so many different things and like, a lot of people like there's not besides like going to obviously like the Planned Parenthood website, which is honestly where I got most of my information from. Um, there's like not em- enough of information being put out into the world about it because right. like I feel like that was my biggest issue with it was like I got on it when I was 15 and I didn't really. Right. Oh, I went to the doctor. I wasn't having normal periods. They actually diagnosed me with PCOS and put yeah. me on the pill. And it was just like, that's what you do. Yep. There's no like talking about it. They were just like, okay, this is how you take it. Okay. Yeah. Like doctors telling me to do it. Right. I should do that. Yeah. Cause who, what 15 year old is going to be like, Oh wait, what about the long-term effects of my body? Like yeah. you can't think long-term two weeks from now. No. And especially being told that I had PCOS Yeah. because they had to do blood work to like figure that out. And so yeah. they didn't call me until like a couple weeks later. And they're just like, Oh yeah, you have PCOS. And I was like, Okay. And I was by myself. I was in school when they called me actually. And then I just had to go the rest of my school day. Just being, I obviously Googled it right away because. Yeah. And it's like, it's like infertility, intense pain. And you're like, um, this like, um, ovarian cancer, like all this stuff. Cool. 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 Awesome. So, and at first it's so funny. Cause at first I felt like almost kind of cool for being on the pill. I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. Not that I was having any sexual intercourse <laughs> at all but just the idea that if it were to happen you would you would act like you already knew yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like yeah I'm on birth control yeah boys don't worry I'm on birth control don't worry I'm controlling my birth yeah no idea what it means like yeah. whatever that means and I literally was on it until I don't even know when I took myself off of it I want to say like 20 or 19 something like that right. so I was on it for like four or five years yeah. and then I was like wait maybe this is what's making me feel crazy because I like and I hate to use that word but it was like I knew that my um, like I was irrational yes 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 and honestly that's the thing that gets me is you know it you know it you know that's not you but then there are so many people telling you that women are crazy and and your 20s are crazy and you're you know we might be that's fair which we might be but we have to go through so much even if we are exactly I I, God, your story breaks my heart too, though, because you you were like you weren't given the opportunity to really ask questions or like as yeah. a fifteen year old. I often wonder. Yours is a little bit different, you know, because you've got that PCOS element. Yeah. Like maybe they thought they truly were doing the right thing, mm-hmm. but nobody, like no medical professional, most of them don't take a step back and are like, "Well, this girl's fifteen. Yeah, you know? what is this going to do to her?" physically emotionally also what is this going to do for her like you were saying you felt cooler how many times have girls been prescribed birth control for cramps or for acne or whatever and then they're like well cool I can have sex now like that must be my next step yeah it just becomes so much more educated so much faster 
on your sexual reproductive system when dudes are like, I don't know, I got nuts or something. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like our responsibility. Like we're supposed to take, that's why we take the birth control. It's our responsibility if we get pregnant or something goes wrong or whatever. And so you feel that pressure, even if you don't, even if you're 15 and don't know that you feel that pressure, but you feel that pressure. And so you're like, okay, something's wrong with my periods. Okay. I'll go and I'll get on the pill and I'll, you know, solve that. Right. It feels like a quick fix, but it's really like a quick deterioration of your body and like neuro pathways. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I fully understand. I also, I just feel like it's given to people so quickly without having any conversation about what the long-term effects could be. And I don't want to make a judgment on medical professionals because I am so far from one, but I mean, through some research that I've done since that Instagram posting, since talking to people and starting that conversation, but also just, I have an undergraduate biology degree, which is really not me trying to say that I know shit about shit, but it does, it did, you know, open my mind to like, I kind of understand the way hormones react in your body or how, how they're released and then what it can do to you. So I've done some research and, and it's the, the stupid thing is like, you hit a wall where you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, there was one study done on this that shows this. And then nobody really cared past that. Yeah. You know, and we don't have to start the conversation. In fact, I don't even know if I'm in the headspace of like big pharma and how they like, you know, like all that shit of yeah. like, you know, they're not going to make a, they're not going to make a birth control for men that have the same effects that they did on women. But then you have to back up and be like, well, the pill was liberation for women. You know, yeah. the pill was like, preventing women from having seven babies and never getting to do a goddamn thing with their life past that yeah so it's like this really sick thing that we were able to I don't know get I don't want to see like it's gifted to us because it certainly wasn't women (laughs) fought for that um but then nowadays there should be so much more research done on what it does to your body how to pick the best one for you based on genetic markers and different things like that but there no one's doing that yeah. No one's doing that research. And also no one's talking to people who are 15 in class about other things. Like I think I, I got on the pill. I was sexually active, but I also was like, I have some pimples, like a couple little pimples. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder if that'll just knock it out. I'll have clear skin. I don't have to worry about getting pregnant and my boobs will get bigger. Yeah. But in my brain, I was like, this is going to be the magic Sick. pill. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And no one, I went to my gynecologist, she scoped around my, my cooter. And then she was like, I can't believe I just said that. Cooter. Oh, dude, I hate that. Cause I have seven other options and like coochie kingdom. And that's the one I went coochie for. kingdom. Um, <laughs> so she was all up in there. And then I was like, I think I want to be on the pill. And she was like, bet writes me like, she, she's like, yeah, absolutely. Do you understand? I mean, I think she gave me a pamphlet, you yeah. know? There was no conversation past that. And I just feel like it's so different. And and you mentioned that you felt crazy. You felt different. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way, but it's, it's, um, oh, I brought, I brought a book. This is my favorite book in the world. Okay. Um, it's say. called yeah. your brain on birth control, how the pill changes everything. So Dr. Sarah Hill is this like social psychologist, but she also has a huge background in biopsych, which is really like biology with a huge focus on hormones and, and what it does to your brain and your body. Okay. Right. Beautiful. So this, yes. So this book really goes into depth on like what it does to you through the use of synthetic hormones. So the idea is like birth control is a super complicated idea of 
you're stuck with really, it's like groundhog day for your hormones. Like you are experiencing the same thing hormonally every day. There are a couple different pills that do like the first week is a little bit different level estrogen. The second week is a little bit different levels. And it kind of tries to mimic the natural levels of estrogen and progesterone that you feel through your monthly cycle, uh-huh. but none of it is perfect. It's, yeah. And, and it's, and it's not even really prescribed based on like your body weight, the way it should be. It's not based on weight. It's not based on genetic markers. It's not based on who you are as the person. It's really based on like whatever company brand your doctor likes really, mm-hmm. or like you can kind of tell your gyno or your dermatologist or whoever, like, I really like, this is what I want it to do. Yeah. They just phylodex like, oh, one time I gave it to somebody and she liked her skin. So we'll give this one to you. Yeah. Right. And, and the hormones that are in them are actually like mutated testosterone. They take testosterone and they, they monkey around with it and they mess it up a little bit. And then they give it to you and they're like, it's estradiol and progesterone. Okay. So it's easier for them to alter a molecule that they understand more. So it's like testosterone, they take it, they mess with it a little bit and they make it mimic. It's mostly progesterone that they try, but I know a lot of birth control say estradiol and progesterone or something. And so it's like a fake estrogen and progesterone in, in the body that those are the hormones that start your entire monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. So in the first half of the menstrual cycle for women, you're, it's really high estrogen, really low progesterone, and you're like energetic and you're excited and you're sexy and you're vibing and you just feel your absolute best. And that's when your egg is maturing in your follicle. And then when estrogen drops and progesterone raises, that's when you're in your second half of the menstrual cycle. And that's actually when the egg gets released from the follicle, you may or may not become pregnant. And then when you don't become pregnant and the hormone levels are really low, then it sheds and you bleed, right? So birth control tries to mimic the phase where your egg has already dropped. So it's not telling you that you need to be maturing an egg. So you're not experiencing that sexy, energetic, fun time. You're just a low energy, hungry phase all the time. Heard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. And then some birth controls let you have a period. Some don't, but either way, you're mostly just mimicking this very, very like, and, and not, not even well, like, because they're synthetic hormones, you're kind of experiencing something that doesn't naturally happen in the body. So with your, with the, the like maturation of an egg and the like different things that then can cause your, your menstruation or obviously an egg coming into your uterus to be fertilized. That's the point of birth control to stop that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen, right? Because it's not supposed to, because that's how birth control works. But you're just constantly feeling like that week before your period, always. Got it. That makes so much sense though, because there are yes. so many like, yeah, like I feel like I keep seeing it on like TikTok a lot too of like girls being like, oh yeah, I think I'm emotional because it's like the week before my period but wait, I feel like this all the time. Like it's the week after my period and it's during my period. And it's like the beginning of my, you know, all these things and you, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes it all click up there in the brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are so many other things that it messes with too. It messes with cortisol. It messes with, which is like your stress response. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly experiencing, um, the kind of 
the the reaction to stress the like sweaty palms the quick breathing like when you're in a stressful situation you experience it you kind of have that nervous the the sympathetic nervous system response to stress Mm -hmm. but you don't you're not able to process it as well because the cortisol pathways in your brain just aren't working like it's just not it's just not firing just you you aren't able to learn from your stress response you aren't able to kind of cope with it in a way you feel stress and then you not only can't remember stressful well but you don't feel like you had a handle on it ever it's not like okay now deep breaths i know what to do it's like i'm panicking and i don't know what to do it's crazy people on birth control feel the reactions of things but then they don't really know how to cope with them there's a study that shows that women don't even have as good memory recall in stressful situations so like weddings the birth of your baby like a blacking out. event when they get attacked different things they can't they literally can't remember yeah another thing that I feel like is like I'm like yeah I blacked out like half my life like I don't remember so many like events and I'm like and I wasn't drunk I wasn't anything like I just don't remember those things and I feel like a big thing that happened whenever I was on birth control I mean and it's also like obviously I was in college too so a lot of stress all the time I remember just like not dealing with it for like weeks on end or not like feeling it. And then one day just like fucking hates you like a ton of break breakdown for like a couple days. Like you have to like spend a couple days getting better because you're not, you didn't experience it while it was happening. Like you blocked it off and just kept going and just kept going. Exactly. One of the metabolites of progesterone. So if you're constantly in this high progesterone phase, the luteal phase, like the, like I was talking about the second phase of your menstrual cycle is what it's replicating at all times. So progesterone, when it's broken down in the body produces something called a metabolite. And then that metabolite works with the GABA receptors in your brain. Uh GABA is if you're ever taking like a sleep aid or like, I think maybe antidepressants work with it, but don't quote me on that. Um, GABA is just like what tells your brain to calm down and relax and be chill. Uh-huh. So when you're on birth control, your brain is all like, oh, I'm sleepy. Like, I don't really have the energy to do that. Like, it's like constantly being on melatonin is what it feels like. And a lot of women call it, um, and something I read in the book and I've listened to a couple of Dr. Sarah Hill things. It's just like, you have these fuzzy glasses on and all the time. And, and, and I will say I don't want anyone to be listening to this and be like, I got to get off my birth control. Yeah. And then like all these babies are going to be named and then Katie, like, and they're going to drop them off at our doors and be like, you suck. You um, absolutely birth control can be super helpful, but it's good to know that you're not crazy for feeling this way. Yeah. You know, and if birth control is still the best thing for you, that's what it is, but you need to know you're not crazy. Yeah. And there are a lot of people where birth control works great for them and it's like good for them. And even if they do feel those symptoms, it's not like, an overpowering feeling. I just don't think that, that the, like the other side of birth control is talked about enough. So many women that don't realize when they're, when they're taking birth control that these symptoms are happening, they just think maybe it's like, oh, that'll happen at this age. Like I feel a little crazy or maybe like the things around me are happening that are stressing me out. But there are so many people that have increased anxiety and depression on birth control. And because those things usually peak around at early 20s anyway, people just think, okay, well, that's me. Then I have anxiety and depression. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you're pumping yourself with synthetic hormones, you, who knows? Come off those. And if you still have anxiety and depression, pop yeah. off. Like you're going to need to take and you're going to need to get therapy, do all the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. But with birth control in the mix, it might not be your brain. It might be what you're feeding it, which is crazy. 
we talked about this a little bit before, but whenever you get put on birth control, like no one really tells you about it. It's just kind of this thing. Yeah, you don't want to let your like, the women who got you birth control, who fought for you to have birth control. You like, don't want to let them like down. Like you don't want to be like ungrateful for that. It's, I think the biggest thing that gets me is like, why am I at 15 years old? Why am I having to think about how, how, if I have sex, like my, the repercussions that I'm going to feel. And I feel like there's just so much societal pressure on that that you don't even realize. So then you just get on it and then you don't know what you're getting into. And then all of a sudden you're like years down the yeah. road and you're in college and you're like obsessed over this boy for no, like something yeah. happens and you break up and your like brain is like going crazy. And you're like, I've never been this way before. Why am I like it now? <laughs> girl, girl, do I have some news for you, dude? So one, I'm literally gonna like order you your own copy. Yeah, no, I need so, <laughs> It's so good, it's so good. Part of the thing that is talked about in this book is mate selection on birth control. So it, <laughs> studies show, and there aren't a huge amount of studies, like I said earlier, like there aren't a huge amount because people don't give a shit about women yeah. as we have learned. So there, there is a study that shows that you pick, a, like the person that you pick to be your partner, your spouse, your lover, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is is going to be most similar to you genetically and, and, um, pheromonally. That's not the right word. God, I'm not a scientist, but, but you will pick a different type of person on birth control. And the idea is because you're stuck in that luteal phase of like, I may or may not be having a baby, but my body doesn't really know. We're going to wait and see if there's a baby there kind of thing. You're going to pick familial familiarity like you're gonna pick people that look most like you that smell most like you because you know they'll take care of you and they'll be comfortable to you so you're not partnering with people that are what we're supposed to do evolutionarily speaking is pick someone that's different than you so that you mix your genes together you get rid of the bad shit one of you brings into the table and your immune systems bond to make a baby that's set up for success okay okay when you're on birth control your body's like, I don't know, maybe this person. And the way that it has, it, the way it played out in this study is that the people that you pick to be your partner as a, as a, um, obviously if it's birth control, it's mostly going to be heterosexual women that are taking yeah. birth control and then doing. So as a heterosexual woman, you're going to pick somebody with more feminine qualities <laughs> because they're closer to you. Okay. I, I saw that face. You're like, oh shit. This makes so sense. You're like texting me. We're like, I just picked you because my birth control told me to. Um, the, the study is kind of like more involved in that. And it looks at different, like, are you sexually attracted to that person? Were you in the beginning? When did you start taking birth control? Things like that. But naturally cycling women, women that aren't on birth control, pick people a little bit more different than them. And they pick people with more masculine traits. So then when you look at like sexual attraction to your partner while on the pill, there are different things that can happen. And the study showed different things of if you picked your partner on the pill and then you came off the pill while you were still with them two things can happen one randomly just by fate or by they picked you or whatever that person is actually kind of sexy to you uh -huh. and you have those fuzzy goggles on the whole time when you come off birth control you jump their bones you're like all right i'm back at it life feels textured life feels bright i'm here again i'm in that estrogen sexy zone and i'm trying to bone so that can happen okay or you take the oh, really hope my like my parents aren't listening so um the, so sometimes you take the glasses off 
And you look at that person and they're normally like they, in the study, they had somebody analyze their faces and their features to see if they were traditionally sexy or not, which okay. they usually, they use the word sexy. Which, um, and if they weren't, if, if, if the person found that your partner wasn't, which they didn't tell the women this, they just yep. were like, okay, how's your sexual attraction? You're like, yeah, no, no. It either stayed the same. Like while I was on birth control, I wasn't, sex- I wasn't really sexually active now I'm not either. Like I love them, but they're more comfortable to me. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the sex drive came back up and they got on it because that person was sexy the whole time. They just didn't even know. So both times the women had those goggles on and it just depends on, you know, the luck of the, of the partner you chose. If you yeah. Is you pick different people if you're on birth control than if you're not. The biggest thing is like birth control has not been around for that long, like to do so many studies and also, just to see how it affects long-term, that's less than 100 years. That yeah, and, and like we were saying before, too, there's no, there's no money behind studying it, so they don't do it. Yeah. You They're know? Like, oh, it keeps babies out of... Like- right. In fact, there are probably many, many reasons to not study it if you're looking at it from, like, a capitalistic view. Yeah of birth control allows people to not have babies, to not need things, to not constantly be buying things. You yeah. Know? Everybody is so different. Every woman is so different. Everybody who gets on birth control is so different. Yeah. So how, in less than a hundred years, how can they fully know anything about how it's going to affect any one particular person? And again, I do want to emphasize, we're not saying just get off birth control, get all willy-nilly with it, you know, whatever. But genuinely, I just think the biggest thing is like providing information so that people can talk to their doctors about it. Because if they are, like if it is, like I felt like the way that I was feeling in my head was so like debilitating. Like I, and it did, it got me to therapy, which is great. I, therapy is great no matter. The way that I was feeling like I, thought I was the only one. And then one day I just, which I don't recommend doing this, definitely talk to your doctor. But one day I just was like, you know what? I'm going to stop taking birth control. I'm just going to, just going to stop it. And then the way that I felt so much better, just like clearer, like the fuzzy goggle thing, just like clear. Cause I already know when you're on your birth control, like you have brain fog, like you don't really feel totally there. So if you're in that kind of state all the time because of the birth control and the hormones it's giving you, it's like, I remember stopping taking it and like once it was kind of like out of my system for a little bit I was like whoa wait the world looks a little different now like I feel a little bit better I feel like birth control can be the right thing for you to do if you're in the right space if you're having crazy risky sex if you're if if it's right for you and your partner if for some reason I can't think of a single reason why a dude couldn't put a condom on, but whatever. Um, if, you, if you need like a, like if it's for cramps, if it's for whatever, which even though you, I feel like you should go through all the other things to get rid of maybe cramps or acne or whatever it is mm-hmm. before, like birth control should be your last option. Yeah. Um, if it works for you, it works for you. And that's another thing you pointed out. Like all women are different. I've had friends that are like, I got on birth control and I lost like the 20 pounds of excess weight I was already trying to lose. And I feel my best and I'm not, and my, my skin is clearer. Yeah. And my, my tits are bigger my toenails are nicer like just everything that could go right for them they're like yeah 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 and that's great but it just isn't the case for so many people Mm -hmm. Um, and back to what you said in the beginning which I loved is like it just feels like the weight is on you so if you are sexually active and you decide to take the pill because it's easier for you to be in control of that 
and your body goes insane and you, and you are just feel crazy and you feel anxious and you feel depressed and just all these things. Why? Yeah. There are so many other forms of birth control and, and it sounds hippy dippy and I sound like a crazy person, but I feel like it's so the older you get and the more you can understand your body, it doesn't work for women that have crazy different cycles and that you never really know when your period is coming. Cause I have some friends that are like that. Um, but if you're really regular and you get your period almost every 28 days and you can track it on a little thing on your phone or whatever it is you want to do, you actually can do birth control for yourself. Like if you, if you dive into the science, the way, I mean, some people hate it and that's fine. But if you think any of this is like cool and interesting, you can really start to learn your hormone levels, um, down to a math. Like you can take your temperature and know when you're ovulating. Like that's a little crazy. Um, if you're, if you know, like not all, not all 23 year olds are going to be like, can't wait to shove a temperature in my yeah. A thermometer, I can't wait. Um, but you can do things like that and, and just make yourself a big window that you're comfortable enough, you know, and just don't have unprotected sex in that area. Yeah. Like you can only really get pregnant within maybe a week, like maybe even less than that. But then you have to understand that like sperm lives in the vagina for longer, you know, like you yeah. can't be like, I ovulate tomorrow, so we're good, you know. Yeah. Like, work like that. But if you understand the science, you can still be safe and and you know, like condom on dude yeah literally uh, I use an app it's from Planned Parenthood it's called spot on and it tells you so you can like log mm -hmm. you know your days and I like it because you don't only just like log when you get your period but you log like oh am I having really bad acne this cycle am I yes. am I am I anxious do I have yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the same app I don't think it's the same one but it's called something else but yes and you can make little notes you can be like <laughs> nipples question mark yeah. that's my favorite one that makes no sense uh, yeah. yeah yeah and then it'll tell yeah. you the Got spot on app tells you when you're ovulating too so it's like hey this is an ovulation day like you know yes. beware. Exactly. and they, the, the app that i use actually gave me a notification the other day that was like we took away the fertility window because we want to make it very clear like this cannot be used as birth control and they are so right to do that you know like you can't use an app on your phone yeah. and be like i all the risky sex I want, as long as it's not within these two days or yeah. whatever, like how it works. But if you really start doing the research and figuring out how your body works and take the time again, this is more of like, I would say people that are like 24, 25 and above mm -hmm. that. And I only say that not because of a responsibility thing, although a little bit, yeah. 21 year old Katie would not have been able to do this. <laughs> um, she wild and she uh, <laughs> not possible but not only are you a little bit more responsible maybe with like how you know I don't know making the right decisions or whatever but it took me until right about now to have a very normal cycle mm -hmm. you know and I just didn't have that when I was younger a little bit of it was the birth control and like if you miss a single day like yeah. hell rains on you um which I loved oh I I love immediate response yeah <laughs> you know? like at least you're getting a response it's like we hated that you did that and now your body will hurt for three days and now now it's gonna kill you sorry <laughs> especially when I went in like my periods were irregular and that's why I went in to get birth control and it's like okay yeah I was also 15 like <laughs> whose periods are regular when you're 15 and and what kind of magic are you yeah 
they weren't even debilitating yet. Like, no. I think like they weren't anything. It was just like really irregular. And I was like, oh my God, that's bad. Yeah, because I was underdeveloped, probably under eating, probably stressed. Like there were probably yeah. so many other factors that went into that besides, oh, it's your hormones. Get on birth control. Like so now we're going to give you birth control. And because you're 15, you now have a steady breakfast every morning of a birth control and a, and a come and go coffee. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to get boobs and you're going to feel crazy. And you're, and we're just going to put you in a public high school. It honestly feels like sociologists were like, this would be hilarious. Yeah. You know, like, they're like, we're going to make this like, it's like a Limbardo experience, a Zimbardo, Limbardo, Limbardo. like putting everyone in a jail. And then you're like, this one's on birth control. And this yeah. one's this one's naturally cycling and this one likes this boy. Let's do it. Let's, God, I would like to hope that I wouldn't have made all the decisions that I did when I was on birth control, but I feel like that's a scapegoat. You yeah. Know? It's like, okay, they're probably. To be fair, I meet that, that pill with a lot of chaotic energy from myself, you know, like I didn't, I woke up and chose that pill every day and it chose me and we fought. I feel like we cannot emphasize this enough is just like the fact that it just feels like that's the only thing that you can do as a woman. And it's like almost like a birth, like a passage way to womanhood. It's like, oh, you're on the pill. Oh my God, you're like right. a woman. And it's like, right. oh, okay. Way. Right. right. <laughs> not and just good enough to identify as a woman to be a woman. Like, why do I have to? <laughs> yeah. And honestly, the, I think if my doctor, and I'm not, honestly, I love my gyno, still see the same woman. She pops off. She has the cutest hair. But if she had said just simply this phrase to me, if she had simply sat me down and said, so here's the exact week this drug is going to mimic for you. You know, that week when you like want to eat everything inside and you're bloated and you're cranky and you cry because you don't understand what's happening to you. You're going to feel like that all the time. Plus you're going to have like beer goggles on and you're going to make like just, and, and maybe not, but there's like a 50, 50 shot that'll happen. Yeah. To you. Plus you'll probably gain weight plus all these things. And just like, make me aware of them because I had been like, I knew that everybody gains weight. I knew that sometimes it doesn't help your acne, blah, 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 blah. But the way that women and other people talk about birth control is just such a heavy in the benefits corner mm -hmm. and people don't stop you to think like, and, and that stress response thing literally blows my mind because actually they don't know if there's any long-term effects. Like they don't know if because the birth control caused anxiety and depression for you and just fucked up your cortisol response and all these different things. They don't know if that's a forever thing. Like they have no idea. It could be. So, yeah. so we always talk about, uh, we, the world, I feel like talks about how there are so many more people with anxiety and depression in our generation more than ever. And now is that because we're looking at Kylie Jenner all the time? Is that because we have constant feedback from our peers on social media? Is that because we're curating our lives? All these things may be, but also there are a lot of people on birth control way more than there were before at an early age. Yeah. Not only do you not know your normal, you can't stop. Like there are so many people that are on it for 10 years before they're like, hallelujah, dude. I just stopped taking that. And my life is colorful again. Yeah. Um, but we don't know how, what that does long-term, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes into a bigger, like just health crisis, like health education crisis of schools, not teaching actual, you know, sex ed, just kind of talking about STDs and trying to fear monger everyone into not having sex. 
And we all know that doesn't work. We all know that whenever all around good sex education, abortion rates are down. Nobody's like, you know, nobody, not as many young women are getting pregnant, like out of not intentional about it. So it's like, if we just started teaching about condoms and started teaching about safe sex, rather than being like, well, she's on the pill, like she's good, like whatever. Then that becomes the thing of also where you're having sex with, I mean, mainly men heterosexual relationships it's like they ask you like oh are you on the pill and it's like because that's a pass for them not to wear a condom like I put that post on Instagram saying you know like I hate birth control yada yada Mm -hmm. and then like the next person I was with the next person like it was a week later he was like well you're not on the pill what and I was like I literally started stretching I was like oh I'm ready to have this conversation I was like why wouldn't you be on it yeah I just I was like okay well how about you start taking a pill for the two of us and it and it and it makes you feel all these things yeah and then you don't get crossfit anymore because you don't feel like getting out of bed and you get a little bit of a tummy because you're eating all that fucking chocolate and then I'm gonna sit there on the couch and make you feel bad the amount of men that have like made my issue with the pill seem like well I'm not trying to have your well I don't know if you're trying to sneak me into having a baby this is really saying more about my choice in men I want you to know that but I have had a conversation where they were like (laughs) I want you to know like I can't be trapped into having a baby and I was like you think I want your baby hilarious to me I think it I think there's a huge miscommunication or or a huge just lapse in education for people with hormones I think hormones are a relatively new understanding for the medical field as far Mm -hmm. as I know I mean I know they've known for a long time but it's not something I don't think every single person on this earth needs to know the ins and outs of what hormones are racing through their body at any moment but it might help, you know, like I I was too old and had been having sex for too long by the time I realized what those hormones can do to you and, and kind of like what the response will look like. And, And maybe the science didn't exist when I started taking birth control, but I highly doubt it. I don't know why no one, you know, my doctor who prescribed that medicine to me didn't have a conversation that looked a little bit more like, well, here's what could happen. Yeah. Because I never would have done it. Yeah. I also feel like once I got off birth control, the way I like had, I mean, kind of the same way we were talking about, like with mates and mates <laughs> or the mates. Um, <laughs> I used that word earlier and I was like, what are yeah. we doing? But the way that I was like having sexual intercourse changed so much. And the, also the way I viewed my body changed so much yeah. because yeah. I was like, wow, like I feel like on the birth control, like you're supposed to feel or like society makes you feel like you're supposed to feel more like a woman, you know, you're taking control of your body and blah, blah, blah. And like, in some ways, yeah, I did. But also when I got off of it, I was like, oh shit, like she's a queen. Look at her, look at her going. Yes. I had the lowest, like, I just probably just, I mean, you wouldn't know it by my actions because I'm an (laughs) excellent actor, but my confidence was so low when I was on birth control. And then I, I got off of it and you can ask my best friends, I was texting and I was like, hey, good morning. It's over for everyone I've ever met. I have a woman body. Like I am, I am uh, the hottest person I've ever seen or will ever see. 
but I, yeah, I just think I'm, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me because I know that there are people that love listening to your podcast. And I, I think the more people that talk about birth control and just in, a, in an idea of like, it might be the thing for you. It also certainly might not be the thing for you and just pay attention to any changes in your body and know that it's not who you are as a person. It, yeah. it might be what you're pumping into your body. Yeah. You know? I and also, because obviously we're two white women talking about this. I wonder like how, oh. how many like black women or women of color, like have experienced things like this and have just been oh. shunned out by it. Like I can only imagine a million, percent. a million percent. And not only like since we were talking about, there's no research done. There's certainly no research done on if it affects black women and women of color in a, in a more at a, at a, a different rate. And they actually, um, God, this is a long time ago that I read this. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause I was going to bring it up and I just forgot. Cause I'm, <laughs> um, birth control. So we talked about the fifties and the sixties real quick. It's disgusting what we did to Puerto Rican women to get birth control. So, so when men, when men, when researchers, probably men, were were making birth control, they knew they couldn't give it to to United to to American women. They knew they couldn't give it to to white women. So they went to Puerto Rico and they literally forced them to take birth control just to see what would happen. Of course. So I'm glad you brought that up because when I say women fought for us to have birth control, I mean, white women fought for it to be a thing in our country and Puerto Rican women suffered, suffered for, it, for it. They, black people have a reason to distrust like healthcare systems. Like they have so many reasons to question what doctors yeah. put in front of them because their pain isn't taken as serious as white women's or white men's. Like they're like, what they say exactly. isn't taken as serious and they have been the like the, I don't know, the experiment. They've, they've been the experiment they've, so they've, many times. They've been flat out victims. Like it's been, it's been genuine criminal behavior. Yeah. So. And, and completely passed over. 100%. Yeah. As a white woman, I'm often like, I don't want to go to the doctor because they're not going to believe me or they're going to tell me it's something else or whatever it is. And, and honestly, most of my doctors are women and I'm still like, they're not going to believe. I can't imagine, I can't imagine being or a black woman and the be her for valid valid reasons yeah but. Uh, obviously a note and we're two white women talking about it so if we've had these effects it's right. and these problems and these challenges like can only imagine what being a woman of color puts you through as well like the extra level that adds on top of it so yeah basically do your research exactly. what you we're saying yes do it and yeah. don't don't take everything that we're saying as gospel yeah which we know yeah and also be your own advocate too like all right tell people where to follow you um on instagram i'm katie jansen with three ends at the end um mm -hmm. i don't really think i have an active twitter i deleted my facebook um and i have a tiktok but it doesn't really matter because i only do it in my videos so follow me on instagram okay, love you thank you bye <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We had to cut out really fast because our Zoom was just acting amok. So that's why the bye was kind of short. But I will make sure to put Katie's information in, in the bio and also, or in the show notes, and also all the information, how you can help um, the case of Dante Wright and everything like that in the bio as well. 
and also just uh, articles about birth control and articles about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, all that stuff will be listed in the show notes. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you have any experiences with birth control that aren't great or that are amazing, please feel free to reach out to me because I would love to know your guys' experiences on it. Make sure you follow me at Loudmouth Pod on Instagram. Um, you can follow my main account, Matt, at mad underscore Hadler on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. And follow me on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this. Give me a five-star review. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. And I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.